yeah, usually I'm wearing a tank top. So I put on an actual like shirt with sleeves. <laughs> Glad you dressed up for us, man. Thank you. Yeah. So nice. Anything for you guys. <laughs> well, John, you want to do a introduction? I'm still hanging out with Nolan Hong. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> Make sure I got the, the title track. Let, let me start. Let me start the podcast so that we can, yeah. we can get going here because we find a lot about good stuff and it's not getting what's well, getting recorded, but it's not technically on the show. Yeah, yeah. Hello and welcome to the High Sessions Hawaii podcast where we talk about everything local and beyond. I am your host, John Yamasato, and joining me today is, of course, Mr. Kyle Shimabukuro, Mr. Devin Nicola, and we have from the Hanging with Nolan Hong podcast. Wait, should I screw that up? <laughs> Hanging out with Nolan Can you leave this part in, please? That, up? <laughs> that was good. Leave it in. Hey everybody, welcome to the High Sessions Hawaii podcast, where we talk about everything local and beyond. I'm John Yamasato, and joining me today, Mr. Kyle Shimabukuro, Mr. Devin Nicola, and from the Hanging Out with Nolan Hong podcast, Mr. Nolan Hong. Nolan, thank you Hello. so much for joining us and being here. You are much more experienced at this than we are, so if, if we need help, can we ask you for, for <laughs> podcasting questions, or, or is that part of our... Well, first of all, the, you guys are doing an amazing job, so you guys don't need any help. But second, uh, this is a weird and uncomfortable position for me because I'm usually on your side, so I'm not used to having questions asked of me. So uh, I, don't, I don't know how much help I would be for you guys, but we'll have fun. Yeah, I, I was commenting earlier on your nice setup back there. You have depth, like I can see all the way to the TV, you have some lighting on your face. I mean, you're a professional. You're you a staunch professional with this stuff. What well, you've got disinfecting wipes, which is important right about this time. Oh, that's so. right, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> I made sure to product place it so that the, the brand isn't showing just so that you right. don't have to pay any right. royalties and yeah. stuff. Like, yeah. I was very intentional. Just thinking it out, thinking it out. So you've been doing podcasting for a while now. What made you get into it? So it's kind of a, uh, interesting story in that it somewhat relates to Devin in that I was working in, in radio at the time and I was trying really hard at uh, becoming Devin's co-host when they were in search of a new co-host for the Rise and Drive morning show. And uh, it was something that I, I really wanted and I put a lot of effort into, but you know, as fate would have it, I didn't get it. But in, in trying to get that uh, position, I had done a lot on social media and such and kind of built up this nice following of, of people. And so, you know, when I didn't get the position, my wife, Jamie's like, well, now that you did all this work and have had this nice little following, like, what is your plan next? And I was like, I don't know. I, I, I guess we'll just go back to doing what I was doing, which is a whole lot of nothing. But um, she's like, no, we got to take advantage of this. Like these, pe these people trusted in you. They supported you. You got to, you know, do something with this. So, you know, we had talked about doing podcasts in the past just because it sounded like something that would be fun and interesting uh, and in my wheelhouse, so to speak. It's like, oh, it's just basically talk. Uh, that's about <laughs> all it is. So I could do that. Um, so we just had to try to figure out like what, what the idea of the podcast would be about like what's what's the premise of the show and i couldn't think of anything and i just kept saying like all i know is i would just all i know is i, I just know how to talk to people but that can't be that interesting and then we were at the uh pet expo at blaze down we ran into a, a friend of ours 
who runs a, a doggy bakery. And Nikki said, um, why don't you just have a show where you just talk to people then? And I was like, huh, I did I, when you put it that way, sure. Yeah, that sounds interesting. And we just, uh, that night we started reaching out to people and Kyle was the first person that we thought of to have us as our first guest. And if it wasn't for that episode going as well as it did, cause I thought one, uh, I would feel comfortable talking to Kyle, but two, um, I also felt like if I can't get a good episode out of talking with a friend that I'm close with, like Kyle, then I can't get a good episode out of, you know, talking to anybody. So had it not gone as well as it did, uh, we probably would have shelved the, the whole podcast idea, but because after the end of the recording, we're like, I think we got, I think we got something here. That was really awesome. It was a lot of fun and it was a lot more comfortable uh, than I had anticipated. And from then on, we just kept the ball rolling. And, and the whole idea was that I, I, I felt like I I'd had so many, interesting people in my life, a lot of friends and, and people that I've come across. And I was like, man, I would just love to know more about them and share them with, you know, whatever audience I create. And a lot of the audience is friends and family. So I knew that they would have similar interests as me. So the questions and things that I talk about with, with these guests would be in line with what they'd be interested in. And uh, fortunately, that, that theory came true. And uh, we've been doing this for hundred thirty forty episodes i i don't even remember wow. how many we've done but about three years i think now the past our 20th episode and when i looked up yours and i saw oh my god he's in a hundred something that's <laughs> but when they well, talk about these kind of things like uh youtube and and podcasting it is one of these just start doing it and kind of figuring it out on the way you don't have to have the finished product right away there's yeah. this uh, guy that my son likes to watch, Mr. Beast. Is anybody mm-hmm. Mr. Beast? Yeah. He has like 30-something million subscribers. But for eight years, he was just doing, you know, dumb videos and nothing was happening. Then all of a sudden, it just started catching. And now he's one of the biggest stars on YouTube. So, yeah. So it's one yeah. got to get out there and do it. And when we – that was the most difficult thing for me is just by nature – I tend to be, there's two parts of me. One is I want it to be like the best possible thing if, it, if I'm putting my name or face to it. But I also use that as a crutch where I'm also very insecure and, and have a low self-esteem. So any hint of possibility of failure or it's not exactly what I envisioned, my tendency is to just not do it. And so if it wasn't for my wife, Jamie, who was like, you can't live like that. And if we're going to do this podcast, it can't be with the expectations that it's going to be perfect and that you're going to get a million followers in the next day. Like we just got to keep doing it over and over. And no matter what happens, you just keep being consistent with it. And, and the main thing was that she wanted me to make sure that I just stay authentic and true to myself. And that was the best thing that could have happened because at the time before we started that, I was like, well, what can my persona be or how can I, grab all of these listeners and stuff. And it's almost like I was very used to, you know, portraying a character because of the acting background and stuff. Um, But when we made that decision to be just, nope, it doesn't have to be polished. It doesn't have to be well-prepared and thought out. It just has to be real to you and your true feelings and, and how you just normally act and interact with people in real life. Um, it, It just, it just seemed to flow and it, and it was very meaningful to me. And I think 
the experiences that I had with the guests, uh, it, it reflected on that as well. So, um, yeah, I, I totally believe in that, that moniker of, of you just got to go out and just do it and, and don't, uh, don't cripple yourself before you even start, you know? Just be consistent. Yeah. Consistent. There's many times I wanted to skip a week, but she yeah, wouldn't yeah, let yeah. me. <laughs> That's, that's why I love doing it with uh, Kyle and Devin, because they get on my case to make sure that it gets, you do it, you know? <laughs> I was going to ask you guys about that because it's, for me, it's like, well, while Jamie's like the producer and she's on the episodes, it's not her role to be a co-host per se. And that's, that's difficult enough to juggle just, you know, like that, but to have three of you on there like you guys have done such a good job with being able to to manage that but did you guys uh find that there was difficulty with trying to get in with that because at first it was you and kyle and then devin came on a couple episodes after right well, actually it was uh devin and i first oh that's right that's right yeah, yeah the, the the reason well I, I like talking to kevin uh kyle and dev kevin and dial <laughs> <laughs> Kyle and Devin anyway. And, but what happened was when I was, I was trying to do it with just Devin, you know, there's certain, it wasn't, like, it wasn't any good. And he said, we need somebody else. <laughs> uh, no, no, no. It was fine, but I'm, I'm trying to talk to Devin. And then at the same time, I'm adjusting levels, like sound oh. levels, and I'm trying to, so I have one part of my brain is doing this. And then the other part of my brain is trying to have a conversation with Devin. And so when we, that's my wife, by the way, Huh? Uh, I Heather. My wife hear. just entered the. <laughs> well, my wife is is right there behind that chair, so we're even. <laughs> hi, Jamie. I'm for they the first hi. time. Hi, Jamie. <laughs> but yeah, but what, once we brought Kyle, we actually had Kyle as a guest, and uh, once we had that, I, I thought this this is actually perfect because. As we're doing this thing, you know, Kyle and Devin are going to at some point jump in or they're talking to each other. And then I can at that point do my adjustments and it, and it gives me time to look at my paper to, you know, if I want to reference something or if I have a note that I scribbled down, I can, I can do that. And just kind of freed me up a little bit more than if I was just one on one or, or, or just with Devin. So th that's I don't know. That's how it, it came about. But um, that's interesting because I. When in those early episodes, I looked at it as, oh, this is finally Kyle's worldwide platform to just tell embarrassing stories about Devin. It seems like one <laughs> giant roast each week. <laughs> That's what I was hoping would continue on, but uh, but you know, with this Zoom, it's a little bit it's a little bit more difficult to you know because my initial thought was, thank God. You know, people would get used to our personalities, and then the guests would just be the, kind of like a little icing, but we found that uh, people don't want to hear anything we have to say. They want to get <laughs> into the guests. You know, at first I thought, you know, wow, I got the opportunity to roast Devin every single time he's been on. And then I thought about it and I realized, you know, people in Hawaii love Devin. Well, some people. <laughs> it, it took you that long to realize that? <laughs> <laughs> and um, I just didn't want to come off as a dick because nobody knew who I am. You know <laughs> Who is this clown that comes on and just rags on, you know, Mr. Nakoba here? So I, I tone it down a, a lot. And on, I actually bite my tongue a lot, too, to just try to be. He waits until, he waits until afterwards. So, <laughs> yeah, he just, it all builds up. And then, yeah, he I, just unleashes it after it's over. 
<laughs> I gotta, I gotta tell John and Devin this story because I think this kind of relates to that. So we had an episode where um, Kyle and a friend of ours, Kevin, interviewed me for the fiftieth episode, and we had such a great time. But Kyle's tendency is to bring up embarrassing stories and stuff. And since I was the the subject, a lot of things were brought up about me. And my best friend from ever since we were in uh, fifth and sixth grade, he's uh, my best friend, Steven. He's like the most passionate, like diehard samurai spirit type of friend, born and raised in the North Shore, went to school in Kahuku. But he listened to the podcast and he texted me and he's all like, hey, Nolan, bro, I love your episode, but who's that guy on your podcast? Oh, he's talking so much crap about you. I like punch him in the face, bro. <laughs> like, I was like, oh, no, Kyle's a good friend. He's like, okay, because, bro, if I ever saw him in the streets, bro, let's crack him in the face. Hey, don't talk to my friend like that. Don't talk to no one like that. Don't disrespect him like that. So, so Devin, just know. Time. Yeah, so, so Devin, just know that, you know, if you have a friend like mine, you, you could probably have like an army of people that would support you. <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure you both do and that's why i'm trying to be nice now <laughs> actually I mean, unfortunately I saw, I saw, for me I saw, that, I saw his friend at um nolan's wedding and i go and nolan goes that's the guy i want for punch in the face like, <laughs> okay don't introduce me to him please <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately i don't have anybody in my life who's willing to do that so you're you it's good it's been yeah Otherwise, otherwise, it would have been an issue at my wedding because my wedding was the worst roast ever, as <laughs> all of you have experienced. So, yeah, I was I wasn't privileged to be there, so I only hear oh, the really? stories. I'm sorry, but I've oh, heard okay. enough of. That's the how long stories. I've known you now. Yeah, yeah. One day I'll show you the video. You can watch it in all its splendor and glory. One of the <laughs> let's let's stop talking about this already because it's 2020. <laughs> I took over a new leaf. I'm a new man. <laughs> I'm oh, more passionate. I'm more nicer to you guys. I'm gonna try to be a nicer person now. What? Operative word What's being wrong try. Yeah, try. try. <laughs> this this quarantine life has really messed you up, man. You changed. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Ellen, uh, you know, you got Jamie back there. What what is her background? She's some was she in marketing or graphics? I remember she had some kind of uh, and that's why it helped with your uh, podcast and all that stuff. But she had some kind of background in, in that. Can you can you go talk, talk about that a little bit? Yeah. So Jamie, who's my wife and also business partner, um, her background is she graduated from college in television, and so she was going in with the expectations of um, she, what she wanted to do eventually was like do television and and movies or stuff that would help change the world, like work with nonprofits and, and help them tell their stories and such. But um, after she graduated, she realized like, that's not really a viable career. So she went the route that most people do, which is going to the news stations and stuff. So she worked there for a little bit. Um, and then she worked uh, for some other uh, companies and doing like production and such, but where she spent the majority of her career was for at the time Oceanic Time Warner Cable, which is now Spectrum, uh, in their um, in their television commercial um, section. So um, she would do production and creating TV commercials and ads, and that's how I met her because I was in sales and I would sell to different businesses ad time and ad space. So if for instance, like your company wanted to advertise on any one of the cable networks, but you didn't have a commercial. I'd be like, hey, well, we got Jamie and our whole ad, you know, production department 
we can make your own commercial for you and then we can share it and air it on the, the different USA, ESPN, TNT and stuff. And so we would work together because um, I, I would work with her as far as helping my clients create the commercial spots and stuff. And because I had a, a long before I got that job, I had been involved in doing acting um, and being in television commercials and such. So I had an interest and an experience being in front of the camera. And then I used to also direct for like some like um, live shows and, and stage type of programs and stuff. So I had a little bit of background in that too. So when it came time to um, helping my clients with coming up with commercial ideas and such, I kind of had those little tools in my pocket to to help them with. And so then I would communicate with Jamie, you know, the vision we came up with. And we seem to really get along. telling her like man I have this idea that I would just love to create my own YouTube channel and this is the idea I have for the show and stuff and she goes that's awesome why won't why wouldn't you do that and I said well because I don't know how to make videos and I don't know how to do the production and stuff and you know if, if I could find somebody who'd be willing to to produce the videos for free just for fun then then I could do it and I kind of looked at her and she's like I'll do it and we started making our own YouTube shows just for fun and and from that, our friends would see that and they'd say, hey, you guys actually do some pretty good work. Could you help us make, you know, some web videos for our, our website, for our business and stuff? And that kind of born the idea of having, creating our own little production company uh, on, on the side. It actually became something that we loved and, and was uh, getting successful. So fast forward, we eventually um, quit our jobs and went full time into our production company and and with that, when we came up with this um, podcast idea, Jamie has this, she comes from Iolani, so she's super nerdy. And when she's presented with it, a, a problem, she researches, studies, and is a perfection at it. She perfectionist as she, she wants to get the A, even though nobody's grading. So when I said, yeah, let's make a podcast, um, you know how to make one? And she's how looking to back she's behind like, you, by the way, but you better be careful. <laughs> She she agrees with this. So, oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> so she's like she's like yeah. Uh, let me go figure it out. And like within 24 hours, she had done all this research and went through all of this work to figure it out. She was oh, it's pretty easy. Yeah, let's record like tomorrow. And so I think we recorded our episode with with Kyle like within two or three days of making this idea. And uh, that's kind of how we do all a lot of our work is guess and check but well i guess she checks and creates and learns and comes up with it and so yeah i, I know you well enough to know that you never read directions when yeah you do something <laughs> you just spend hours trying to figure it out and the directions are right next to you so <laughs> thank god for jamie that can read you know and um give you directions kyle yeah, experienced that firsthand the... yes i did <laughs> well, we, I, we me and kyle were working like we i had bought some like printing equipment at one time to kyle had uh, convinced me to I should start printing hats and stuff out of my my living room and so I was like yeah it sounds like a great idea so I bought the equipment and we spent like two hours trying to figure out how to work this printing press we blazed through about like 13 14 caps burning them misprinting them and like all of this is money going down the drain and Jamie's like um did you read the instructions yet and Kyle goes 
there's instructions? And I was like, yeah, but why would we need to read that? And <laughs> so Jenny grabs the instruction booklet, looks, leaves through for about 20 seconds. And she goes, did you set this setting to 24 and do this? And we're like, no. And she goes, click, click, boom, perfect hats. And I was like, we wasted two hours and about $400 worth of product. And all you had to do is just read the instructions. I was like, yeah, well, you know, we had a great experience. We learned. It was an invaluable experience. <laughs> Never made the money back. No. And, <laughs> and we stopped printing. We, I, I got rid of the machine. I was like, I can't do this. Too many instructions. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Can, you call, can you call Jamie over to say hi at least? This yeah. is, hold on. This is a news flash for me. Kyle convinced you to buy something. Oh, Kyle is notorious. What a surprise. Doing that with everybody, right? <laughs> <laughs> I think half of Devin's living room is filled with stuff that Kyle yes, had suggested to get. I have a metal yeah. detector somewhere. I <laughs> one day that uh, i was convinced to do that okay i bought a, a power washer because of him <laughs> what yeah from costco we were at costco and you're like brah you should get us power washing and you can clean the the sidewalks over at your job oh it looks so nice i was like yeah let's go okay. ahead and buy this thing <laughs> we use it two times <laughs> <laughs> but those sidewalks are super clean yeah <laughs> All right. Can you please call your wife over to say hi? So All right. Jamie, uh, Kyle wants you to come over and say hi. I don't know if she will. She's very shy. I know, but we can convince her. He's, well, Kyle can convince her. Yeah, she, Jamie, it's on video. Jamie, just turn around and say hi. Come closer. <laughs> She's going to scoot her way over. She says Scooting she's going to stand hi. 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 Thank you hi, for um, reading okay, the instructions. Wait, hold she can't she can hear. Hold on. Hold on. Okay. There we go. Thank you for helping... Um, reading instructions and guiding Nolan in the right direction most of the time. I don't know what, where he would be without you. So thank you. That's pretty much how it's worked our whole lives. She's guided me and given me instructions and that's why I'm where I'm at today. It's <laughs> <laughs> also why you have a Mrs. Hong in your life. Yeah. Couldn't let this one go. There, was, there could only be one. <laughs> no, really, truly. Well, when this yeah. is all over, we should all just go grab dinner somewhere. And I can, we can feed Jamie something that she's never ate before. Again. <laughs> no! Why? So yeah, John, I don't, I don't know if you're... Already. Oh. Uh, John, I don't know if you're aware, but uh, Jamie uh, is, is slight, very picky about the foods that she eats. She's not adventurous at all. So some of the best times are trying to get her to eat food that she doesn't want to eat. <laughs> Basic foods like bagels. Yeah, like chips. foods... Hey, I ate a bagel crazy. twice already. <laughs> Good for you. In her life. In her life. In her life. <laughs> but who do you listen to for the best food advice? That would be <laughs> me, right? Isn't that crazy, guys? Do you believe that? Me? But That's I'm always scared about it because I never know when you're going to cross. No, I, <laughs> you're going to turn at some point. I told you I'll never cross. I'll, I enjoy watching you try new things and enjoying it. That's why I never fed you anything bad yet. You remember when I made yeah. you eat the first thing and you, and you really liked? What was it? I don't have a good memory. <laughs> I think it was uh, Loco Moco or... or no, it was, 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 no, the, was the, breakfast big. Omelette. Omelette with ketchup on eggs. <laughs> John, seriously, she had, not eaten, she had not eaten soup. an omelette with, with, you know, ketchup on it. 
until I, like four years I ago. I another theme coming here, which is Kyle making people eat stuff that they're not normally used to eating. Eat stuff, <laughs> buy stuff, do stuff, you name it. You Kyle could have led a cult together. very successfully, I believe. Very yes. Yeah. Eat the uh, hamburger steak with cheese. Which is good. Yeah. I'm not saying yeah. I regret it, but I would have never eaten that, but Kyle made me eat it. I just like to share things that I, I enjoy with my friends. Sure. No, you also like to you also like to share things with people so that we do things that are stupid and you can laugh. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. I can see that happening. Yeah, yeah. But it, it, this this is the thing, and Nolan, you can. It's no, I think actually the two of you, uh, the three of you, can verify this. Kyle is the ringleader for a lot of stuff. So if you want something to happen, the person you have to convince first is Kyle. Right. If there's something mm -hmm. you want everybody to do or get into doing or whatever, right? I would always say, Kyle, if you say you're going, everybody else can go. And he goes, Not, no, yeah. nobody won't care. And I'm yeah. like, no, dude, seriously. If you say you're gonna go, you go. If and and uh, Nolan and Jamie can uh, can attribute to this, because when we do Ohia stuff, right, or when we sit with the Ohia gang, it was hey, where are we gonna go? I don't know. Is Kyle going? <laughs> seriously, everybody asks us that. Kyle goes, No, they don't care if I go. No, dude, they always care if you go. I have no idea why, but they always do. <laughs> it's not if you that. decide you want to go someplace else, somebody can say, oh, we're going to go Zippy's. And you go, nah, like, oh, like, like. And then all of a sudden, everybody's going to like, like. Oh, Every not time, anymore. Bro. <laughs> oh, I know, not anymore. Sorry, I didn't mean to bring up a bad memory. Too but, soon, uh, too I soon. Just, I just think oh, yeah. sorry, people sorry. are too lazy to plan. You know, so no. if I plan it, then, no. then, then, then it'll come. So I just, I just plan stuff, you know. No, I wish that was it, but I that's not it. I feel the same way, Kyle, because in my uh, circle of friends, I'm the, I'm the Kyle in the sense that a lot of people say like, hey, let's go beach house this year. Yeah. Oh, okay, everyone goes, oh, yeah, that's a good idea. You know, let's go beach house. And then yeah. if, if I don't actually get the date, book the beach house, tell everybody where to get it set up, who's going to bring food, no, it's never going to happen. Exactly. Oh no 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 no, John John no, that's that's not it. <laughs> that doesn't that is not it. No no no, <laughs> that's not what Kyle does. Kyle just says we should go beach house, and then he goes, mm, you should plan it, and then yeah. he points to somebody, and they're like sheep going go, oh okay, and then all of a sudden somebody else is planning it. Usually it's our friend Shannon or his wife does it or something, but somehow <laughs> some way it's like this. This, All right. no, this magical this magical brain thing that he has. He just zooms in and you go, Yeah, okay. Hey, Devin, sure. I'll do Devin, that. it's introduce your wife day on podcast. Yeah. Heather turn around. Oh, okay. Please. Okay. On here. Hi Heather. No, 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 no. They saw you already. I don't you think she come. even knew that you're recording. She just thought you're talking oh, to yourself. She <laughs> yeah. So you have to come here so they can see you. Just say hi, Heather. Hello. Hi, Heather. Hello. <laughs> Heather, how many hours of video games has Devin played this week so far? Under 20 hours. No, no, no. I haven't played video games, actually. Because I actually... Uh, ice cream has he eaten? <laughs> I think I'm going to call your wife. But Not so quick to defend yourself on that one. <laughs> I, well, I went... They were two for six dollars uh, ice cream at Foodland, so... I bought some more ice cream. Okay, well, my daughter eats too. But that's, that's true, man. Like, this, he's the only guy I know that's an ice creamaholic. Like, oh, bro, I eat ice cream. I eat plenty of ice cream too. Yeah, see? He's just not fat like, like me. Or, you know, the thing or whatever. Yeah. And then my wife, so Stace gets mad because when I'm done, like I eat the whole thing, 
and I put it back in the freezer till trash day because I don't want to throw it in the trash and have it stand with it. But then people take it out and they think there's ice cream in there and it's empty. That's brutal. That's I would be, I would, that's fighting terms yeah, for me. <laughs> Ooh, man. By the way, uh, the reason why my wife is wandering around in the kitchen is because this is a uh, mask making central. So we, we have two sewing machines, we have a serger, and she's been making all these. You want to see? Can you show? She's been making uh, these. Ooh. Oh. Is the, Heather's you know the mask. The, uh, highlight mask. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Coming to a store near you. Well, online soon, too. Oh, online, too. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Nolan, wow, okay. I got created your own Chinese sweatshop in your house. <laughs> <laughs> Are you using a DSLR camera as your video? That's yes. why your picture looks better than. Better. So yeah, using that and there's this, I can't show you, but there's what you have to do to, in order to connect uh, this camera to your computer and for the uh, computer to recognize it is there's this little, I don't know the correct technical term, but it's like this little dongle thing that you, you plug it into and it somehow converts it into a USB plug thing. So uh, I was fortunate enough where a friend of mine had extra ones for some reason. So he, he let me borrow it and uh, said he doesn't need it back. So I dusted this thing off and <laughs> put it to work. You now own a dongle. <laughs> yeah. I mean, your, your background and, and your like it does look like good. There's some depth to your, to your picture versus me Devin and Kyle, who are just using the uh, yeah computer camera, you know. Yeah, and you actually wrote a blog about looking good on uh, how to look good on Zoom. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, which I think uh, so for John's work, uh, they uh, over at locations they they hired us to help them with their um, oh. you know series and stuff too. So the idea came from creating a little spreadsheet or, or PDF with tips on how to record yourself, uh, you know, as best you can given what you have with Zoom or uh, with your phone and stuff. And so we created that for them at first. And then we're like, you know, these are actually kind of useful tips. So we shared it with, you know, our, you know, our friends and colleagues and, and clients and stuff and got a lot of positive uh, responses and stuff. Some follow it and others do not, but that's on them. <laughs> so so here's, here's, here's something that we can do. Let's start with John. What can he do right now with the camera he's using, the equipment he's using? Oh man, wow. To adjust and look a little bit more professional and better because we've been staring <laughs> at the back of this closet for three podcasts already. I, I, believe it or not, I have a light going. So I, I'm, I'm a little more set up than you think. Oh, oh I see. But yeah, I don't, have any, I don't have anywhere to put the computer. I'm, I'm just lazy to put something behind me. That's all. Any advice for John? So the things, the couple things is the height and angle of the camera. So you always want to have the camera slightly above eye level and tilted ever so slightly down. So that way uh, the camera is at eye level versus you looking down at it or you looking up at it. Okay. Uh, and then also if you want to add depth to your background, um, just having something like shelves or something interesting in the background uh, versus a flat type of panel or screen. Um, so like, how Devin has stuff in the background or you, Kyle. I mean, Kyle, you actually have a nice setup right there. Mm -hmm. And then, and then the things to avoid, which you guys are all doing is having a bright uh, open window 
uh, within your shot where it's behind you. Otherwise, that usually comes across as just this big white square and cast shadow on your face. So having the light source to the front or the side of your face. So you guys are doing pretty good. What about stuffing your face while you're doing a podcast? Is that something that's <laughs> Sorry. When the wife brings home food, you eat the food. If anybody's going to eat during a, a podcast and, and video, yeah, so he's, he's yeah. staying on brand. I guess so. Yep, yeah. Pretty much. How, how, can, how can Devin help himself? I noticed the camera angle is more facing up towards the ceiling than being at eye level. Yeah, normally, normally I sit up and I have it coming down. But, yeah, um, this, just right shows, this just shows how he values me as a guest. He's like, well, it's just Nolan out here. No one's going to watch this, so. I don't need to put much effort into this. It's no, more like of... everybody going to be watching you anyway. So nobody's going to be watching me. So it doesn't really matter. What are you eating, boo? It's, it's going down his chin, too. Oh, no, that's <laughs> your facial hair. <laughs> that's, my, that's my beard, dude. <laughs> Thanks. And then what? You have uh, something plugged into your ear. Are you have, you have a microphone that you're using that's plugged into the computer? Or are you just going off the computer audio? I'm just going off the computer audio with an earbud. But... Um, I do that so that the my speakers don't feed back into the microphone. I actually have a microphone oh, right here man. that, that uh, I plug into the computer. So um, that's why you don't hear, hopefully, as much like echo and, and white noise. It's more pointed to, to me. So high tech. I know. Okay. So I, it, came, it came from a lot of like just me randomly picking stuff out and testing it out. Like this is after four or five weeks now. Yeah. Maybe six, seven weeks of being stuck at home and trying to create some kind of in-home studio experience. So mm -hmm. just know that pretty much like every day I was tweaking and testing and stuff. So this is a result after many weeks of theories and, and ideas and research. Again, the research not by me, but by Jamie. <laughs> so she actually directed you to do all this then. Uh, not necessarily. I, okay. so I have the idea, like I, like I said, I want it to be perfect. So she would be totally fine with like, nah, just use your computer screen and computer camera and they can hear you and understand you. That's good enough. And I'm like, no, I want it to look professional and stuff like that. Yeah. So I come up with the ideas of what to do. And then she'll say like, okay, well I'll have to figure out how to make it work <laughs> and how to edit it and all that stuff. So you just added 20 more hours of work to my plate. Thanks a lot. But because I love you, I'll do it. So thank you, honey. <laughs> She's the best. Yes. <laughs> Devin looking a little bit better now with the camera angle and the background of his kitchen. Much better. And the angle being up higher, so it thins out his chin. So yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yes, exactly. And I, like the, I like the panty hanger on the side. It <laughs> works well with the, the ambience. Dude, the you're lucky. You're lucky. Nobody, you're lucky my wife cannot hear what you're telling me right oh, now. Oh, she'd, be, she'd she, be mortified. She's be mortified, yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> she watch it's this. a good thing. It's a good thing she doesn't watch this. <laughs> oh, okay, good. I was going to say you're safe because I know she don't have time to watch this. <laughs> yeah, no, she has no time. She has no time. But it's, it's interesting that you and I, um, well, actually, all three of us, all four of us, actually, we all married women who are A, above our station, but B, uh, are almost the opposite of us, mm -hmm. right? But kind of push us to be in that uncomfortable area sometimes, So, which we all four of us need. <laughs> <laughs> in in order to achieve what we need to achieve, which I think is like kind of interesting. Yeah, but we it, all need, yeah, we all need guidance and help, and an adult to help us adult. 
Well, to me, what was interesting is when, you know, when things first started, I think when you and, uh, when you and Jamie were friends and you were just running around together and we all went, how come these two not together? I don't understand why, what? but they were just really, really good friends. And, but you, you were so uh, helpful and supportive of each other. And then, so when that went into a romantic area and you became like husband and wife, it's amazing the the power of that team that the two of you have in the sense that I, I don't think a lot of people know if they don't know you real well, how much Jamie actually pushes you. Cause I think everybody assumes it because you're the one who's on camera or the one who's in front of the camera, all that stuff that um, she, oh, and also because, you know, she's the one who's, who we're always pressuring to eat different kinds of food that <laughs> um, somehow uh, she does not have as strong a voice uh, as she does in your life. So it's, it's interesting to hear what you're saying about her saying, no, 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 you need to do this. You need to do this. Don't, you know, push yourself, make sure you do these things because um, you needed that. I think more so than she needed sometimes, which I found really interesting. Yeah. You know, what was crazy about that is um, before I ever met her, uh, a cousin of mine who was kind of like a mentor to me, he, he would always preach to me, you got to marry up. Mm -hmm. Go for somebody who's above you that will always make you better versus you being above and trying to like bring them up to your level and stuff. Mm -hmm. And I always, my, back then, my perception of that was financial. Like, oh, I got to mm -hmm. marry a doctor or a lawyer who's like making a lot of money and smarter than me. Um, and, and, and none of those type of uh, situations ever presented themselves to me or, or did they even seem realistic to me? So I was just like, ah, I don't, and I, and I've, had my share of um, being in relationships that weren't healthy for me and stuff and, and things of that nature. So um, when I started to, you know, get that romantic relationship with Jamie, it kind of crept up out of nowhere because for the whole time we would just look at each other as great friends and we didn't really think of each other as anything other than, it was kind of like gross to when sometimes people would accuse us like oh is something going on I'm like oh no what are you talking about like you know but when it started going that way I, I the day it switched for me I, I looked at it and I remembered hearing my cousin's voice saying marry up and I looked at all of what she did uh how what she represented in my life and I was like she challenges me she's smarter than me she makes me feel complete in the areas where I feel like a lot of insecurity and a lot of self-doubt, like she's the one that would build me up and bring me up and enable me to tap into those things within me that I didn't know I had for sure. And so then I was like, ah, this is what my cousin was referring to. And, mm -hmm. and the, the moment I made that, that connection, uh, I stopped fighting those thoughts in my head of like, oh, I'm, I'm less than, and she's so much better than me. And like, I can't be with someone who makes me feel insecure or whatever. Instead, I was like, oh, she's helping me unleash these, like, almost like inner powers, right? And so it became so much more of a, of a productive relationship. Uh, whereas before, when I was in previous relationships, it was such a battle and struggle. And I was mm -hmm. always feeling, like, insecure. And I would doubt myself in the relationship or I'd, I'd try to break them down so that you know, I, I could feel better about myself or, you know, all these unhealthy type of things. It wasn't until I got into the relationship with her where it's like, oh, this is what a normal, uh, healthy and productive relationship is like. And <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. That was my son, funny. by the way. You mentioned Sorry. too, like how like 
people don't realize, you know, just how much of a driving force she is behind me because I'm in front of the camera and stuff. And that's like, that is so true because um, a lot of people didn't know that I had a lot of anxiety, uh, depression, and insecurities and stuff like it was crippling to the a sense of like, I would hear for every person who would say, wow, you got some talent or you got some potential, like you should go into this field or that field. Uh, they, all it would take would be that one voice, which is usually my own going, oh, I don't know, they might just be blowing smoke up your butt or maybe they think you have that, but you really don't, you know? And there's a lot of my own voice telling me that. And for years, I would never try and put myself out there or try to achieve the things that I, I desired to. And uh, it wasn't until uh, she challenged me and, and, and has kind of helped me take away that voice, that inner voice. Uh, and, and the way she helped me do that is encouraged me to go seek counseling, get help. And, and so, uh, you know, those type of things that open up conversation and really share my feelings. And I was able to do that because I trusted her because she, took those very sacred feelings and thoughts that I kept inside of me and respected them and, and encouraged them and, and kept me safe. So I've never opened up as nearly as much ever in my life coming from a strict Chinese religious background, you know, like you don't share your feelings, you don't talk uh, it out. You just suck it up and, and deal with it inside. And with her, it's been a lot about, we just got to talk it out. We got to share exactly how we feel and, and things. And that's helped me get rid of a lot of these insecurities. And that's why we're starting to do so much more with our business, with the podcast. We've um, really expanded our, you know, our YouTube channel and, and our video um, series. Like we have, I think we, we have five um, video series out uh, that, we're, that we're launching. So every day of the week, we'll have a new episode of, of a, a different series. And I don't think I ever would have yeah, done any of, of these content. things if it wasn't for her. What was wow. that? There's a lot of content. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, as someone who does a YouTube channel and a podcast now, I mean, I barely can keep up with what we do. And to have five episodes a week just seems ridiculous. I mean, crazy. <laughs> yeah. We'll see. We'll see how long we can keep this going. <laughs> well, I mean, the nice thing is you can always. Uh, you know, continue the ones that work, the ones that don't work can fall off the weight, you know, move your uh, uh, attention around, right, to the, to, to the ones that take off. So it's fine, yeah. You know, during, um, during this quarantine, I guess for a bunch of people, including myself, uh, creativity ran rampant being stuck at home, right? Mm -hmm. And I know for you guys, you guys launched a lot of stuff while being quarantined. Um, can you share with us the newer programs and the newer shows that you're doing recently along with your podcast? Yeah. So quarantine has been exactly that for us as far as creativity goes. I think um, it being able to kind of step outside of being within our four walls at the office and my, my hundred percent was always focused on a lot of our client work and stuff. But when the client work started to slow down because of the current climate and such, and us being at home and having to be mindful of, uh, you know, taking care of the kids when we have them and stuff. And 
um, trying to also stay healthy because they're saying like, you know, sunlight and exercise will help you, you know, fight the virus and stuff. So we made it a point to do daily exercise or walking outside and stuff like just being in the elements of nature and such. Um, it's, it's really been conducive to, to creativity. And because we had this perceived extra time, well, I did, Jamie didn't, she still was very busy working, but uh, it, it finally kind of gave me that ability to take a step back and open up the creative juices and stuff in my head. So everything kind of came back to, well, there's all these ideas that I would come up with as far as content show ideas and such, but in order for it to make sense, we wanted to make sure that they all went back to a single brand or a single voice. And so we really wanted to figure out what my voice that I wanted to be, what, what it is that I wanted people to come to me in, in search of. And that was that right now in the news and social media feeds, and rightfully so, it's a lot of doom and gloom and a lot of tough situations. People um, talking about the trials and tribulations wow. of, of the current climate, which is fair because that's what's reality. But at the same time, uh, I wanted to bring a little balance to that as well, that there are some great things out there. We still can uh, see the joy and beauty in things going on. There are things to celebrate, things to be appreciative of, even just finding an excuse to smile uh, because it's humorous or makes you feel good. And so I just wanted to be someone that could bring that to people's social media feeds uh, and stuff. So um, all of the shows that we are doing is to either entertain, inspire, unite, um, and, and bring smiles to people's faces. So we have the Hanging Out with Nolan Hong podcast, which is still going on where we feature uh, interviewing somebody um, with an interesting life and background and stuff. Uh, and then we started adding on a, a segment into the podcast, which we also share as its own standalone segment uh, on YouTube, which is called Stronger Together, where uh, we focus on a local nonprofit here in Hawaii. That And the idea behind that is that one, the nonprofit scene is is really suffering right now because of the lack of funds and the lack of uh, volunteers because everyone's kind of staying at home. So the nonprofits are, are really suffering. But two, uh, we have a lot of great people in our in our audience that don't know about a lot of the different works being done out in the community. And if they knew about it, it might resonate with them where it connects with them in a, in a certain level where they would want to support whether it be financially or volunteer or or share it with their network so um we interview a, a different nonprofit each week find out what they're all about in hopes of connecting them with our audience and and if there are some some people out there who are like hey you know a nonprofit that's uh, dealing with child abuse or one that's dealing with homelessness like this is exactly something that hits close to home for me i want to go out and learn more about them and how i can help so that's one. Um, and then we also have one called uh, Elevate 808, which is kind of similar concept in that our local businesses uh, are, are having a tough time. And I grew up in a family business all my life and uh, local small businesses kind of helped raise me because I was a latchkey kid and catching the bus home all the time. So you know, part of my routine of going home was to go to a local comic book shop, the local crack seed store. And like these people became kind of like my friends and part of my everyday life. And to know that these businesses are having such a tough time right now because of 
the current situation. I thought, well, why don't we kind of make like a virtual show? Like ideally I'd want to go to them, shoot an interview with them, video the what they do with their business and really get to get the story behind the people that run it and really do a nice little piece about them. But because we don't have that, we're kind of doing it virtually now through Zoom and then they're sending me footage and, and pictures and stuff. And just to give a spotlight to these really unique uh, local small businesses and the people and their story behind them. Uh, and, and so that's been really fun. And then we also have some fun series. Like I have one called the adventures of little Nolan. And that came about because Jamie would always be appalled, shocked, humored, entertained by all these random stories that I would tell her about me growing up all throughout from when I was a little kid to through high school and college. And she would always be like, what area did you grow up in? What was that? What area did you grow up in? Kaimuki, so up uh, Mount Alani Heights. We lived with my grandparents. <laughs> you said Crackseed Store and this and that. I was like, oh, I'm sure that, while, um, was that Cocoa at Ava, right? Yep. Yep. Got it. Carry so on. Echo Books and Crackseed Store. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so she would always, uh, every time I'd finish telling the story, she'd be like, oh my gosh, you have the craziest life. How are you a real person? Your poor mother, <laughs> all these kind of reactions. So uh, the idea came about that I would just share these stories. And I, I happened to uh, find my mom, she moved to South Carolina a few years ago. And so she like dumped all of my baby and picture albums and every, every kind of picture album she ever had, she just gave them to me. So I was like, what am I gonna do with all these things? And now I'm like, oh, this is perfect. I have all of these photos that I can reference to say, this is the era, you know, this is version of me that when this adventure happened and such. So that's been kind of fun because a lot of the viewers are seeing the stories that I'm sharing and they're relating and saying, oh, you know, like one of them was about my stories about how my mom used to spank me and I came up with this elaborate plan to foil her so that I could battle her and prevent her from ever spanking me again. And I would like battle her with, uh, with my, my own version of a metal ruler, uh, Zorro style. And so my friends saw that like, oh, my mom used to use this. And they, they all started sharing their mother's weapons of choice. And it's just bringing about a lot of like fun, sometimes sad <laughs> memories, but now they're happy, right? Um, so that was the other one. And, and then our last show um, that we just started doing, I just started uh, eating plant-based. So uh, nothing with any kind of uh, animal products in my diet. So some call it vegan and whatnot. That's uh, and, Game Changers? Yeah, so because I watched Game Changers on Netflix and right. it was so interesting to me. And I have, I've trialed those very intimately because uh, I uh, suffered a lot around him. Uh, that mm-hmm. I have a lot of like digestive problems and uh, things that just, I, I, all kinds of food sensitivities and, and all kinds of stuff. So when I saw Game Changers and I said, well, a lot of the things they're talking about, I feel like could help benefit me. Uh, but the thing is, I love meat. I love chicken. I love seafood and stuff. I was like, I don't know, this is going to be hard. But uh, I found it was actually surprisingly very easy for me and enjoyable for me to try all these like vegan food options and plant-based diet. And so I've started, I just go to the supermarket or go to different restaurants or go to different stores and I just buy all random stuff. I'm like, oh, this says it's vegan. Oh, it's plant-based. Like, I'll try it. And as I keep trying it, you know, some are really awesome and some are really terrible. So I thought, hey, let's make a show out of this. So every episode I try out for the first time a different, um, you know, vegan food option. And 
And since I'm not a chef or a person who likes to cook, it's all from, from the perspective of someone who's very lazy in the kitchen. So if it does require preparation and stuff, it's to show like just how easy or not easy it is for me to make it and stuff. And so far um, we've done, we've shot three episodes and uh, every single thing I've eaten has been awful. So I don't know, how, I don't know how well this is going, but like I said, m most of the stuff I've tried off camera is awesome. So I got to figure out how to, how to vet these items a little better. <laughs> how much weight have you lost since you've been on the vegan or plant-based diet? Um, well, I was severe as well, according to, to the doctors, I was very overweight for my age and, and stuff like that. So I already needed to lose weight, but, uh, I think I've lost about 15 pounds. Oh, that's a lot. Nolan. I mean, I haven't seen you in a long time, so you must be really it did, different. Yeah, no, I don't not a huge dude. So 15 uh, pounds would be a lot on you. But it does. So the thing is, I hide my weight pretty well. So even when I've gained or lost a lot of weight, like you can kind of see it, but it, it doesn't. People are always shocked with the number. Like they'll say like, oh, it looked like you lost some weight. And they'll think it looked like five pounds or so. And when I'll say something like 15, 20 pounds, like what? Really? Like, where'd you hide it all? I think for some reason, I'm very dense in my core. and <laughs> The outer shell is, is fairly consistent. <laughs> Talk about a change in your diet because I knew Nolan when um, <laughs> when anything grape flavored was on a yep. shelf, he would buy it and drink it or eat it, and it would be full of sugar and it would be basically candy. Grape, grape flavor, yeah. Yeah, yeah he's and a grape guy. He's a grape guy, and then I also knew him when he did have his stomach problems, and he would be like, "Oh man, my stomach is super sore today. I don't know why. I don't know why it's so sore." And he grabs a monster and he goes. Gug, 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 gug. <laughs> And I go, bro, it's all the monster energy drinks you're drinking. How much you drink? He goes, oh, maybe like three a day. So I, like, oh, I did not drink three a day. I'm like, wow, <laughs> get off the monster, you know? So I'm glad you changed your diet and stuff, and you're feeling a lot better and a lot healthier now. Great. Yeah. I guess it's something that me and Devin got to look into doing next. No way. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what part of that this show, it's called Plant-Based Noob, is all about it. That I feel like I, I uh, am very similar to you guys in that I love food and just the idea of eating vegan is crazy. And I'm not, and I, you know me, I'm not those type that are very preachy, like, oh, you guys got to try this or yeah. you got to start doing that. I'm just more like, hey, this is working for me. And if it sounds interesting to you, like, this is what I've experienced and stuff. And, and because I've felt like it's been Tempt a pretty good experience, it's good. I, I just try. Cool. You know, uh, what is that, Devin? Oh, okay. So, so I got to tell you guys, so they, them talking about just how obsessed with grape I am is completely hundred percent legit. And my addiction to sugar is super unhealthy. I grew up with like, I would go to school and, and you know, the front pocket of your backpack is supposed to be like where you put your, like your rulers and pens, pencils and calculators. Mine was filled till the brink of uh, expansion with candy and i was kind of like the candy man around school like people would always be like hey you got any candy like yeah what you want i got twizzlers i got tarts i got this new <laughs> like no gummy dealer. candy yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> and so um when i started realizing i gotta figure something out with my diets because you know my health issues are so bad i couldn't shake sugar they said that if you cut sugar completely from your diet it'll take maybe 
at worst, like a month to two months before you lose all of your sugar cravings. I cut sugar out for a year and three months. And every single day I crave sugar. It never <laughs> went away. So I wow. even went to, uh, yeah, I even went, and it's, it's rough. yeah. And I went to, a, I even went to a hypnotist and they get people to quit smoking and everything. I was like, Hey, you can get, He's like, I have a hundred percent success rate on getting people to quit smoking. I was like, can you get someone to quit other vices like sugar? And he's like, yeah, I'm pretty sure I can. I can't guarantee it. I haven't done it a lot, but the couple that I've done, it's worked. So I was like, perfect. Uh, that was, um, waste think, of money. four months ago. And, um, I am still craving and hooked on sugar. I just, okay. right before this podcast, I, I had, uh, a pink lemonade slushy from McDonald's. <laughs> yeah, man, that's okay. not, that's well, not plant-based. It is lemonade. Lemons are from plants. I guess sugar. Oh, yeah. is from no, like, what the the thing you need to know about this is I. Uh, you can tell you can have your wife do some research on this. This Japanese one, it's it's not cheap, but it tastes really good. And see how big it is. It tastes like really good, and it's fifty calories. <laughs> so this thing is fifty calories, and it's only got thirteen um thirteen total carbs. From sugar. Now, is so that have per a lot of serving or yeah, the whole first, no, thing? No, per serving. This well, how many thing. servings is in a bag? No, 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 no. The, 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 the whole bag. How yeah. much of that do you drink a day, though, Devin? Uh, I drink one every, I don't know, two, three days. An hour? Oh. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Once you see the kanji on that thing, you know it's good. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Nolan, so what happens when we go back to Japan or Vegas? Are you off the vegan or are you just going to stick to it? You know, what's been hard is I thought that going on this plant-based diet that I would, the, the plan was like, I wasn't going to be super strict about it. I was like, if I feel like eating meat or, or a animal product, I will. Like, I'm not going to feel like I'm under some kind of uh, punishment because I wanted it to be like something that's a choice. Um, and then I thought, oh, if I go to a party, you know, and I see, hey, someone's got, you know, primary I'll eat it. I'm not going to be like, Oh guys, sorry, I'm, I'm vegan. But ever since I made that, this decision, I haven't been, uh, I haven't, and kind of the quarantine's kind of helped with that, but I've never really faced that situation. And even, um, I haven't had cravings for it. Like I thought I'd be like, Oh man, I, I miss steak. Or the only thing that I had cravings for, uh, is crab. And I've Ooh. had crab three times in the past five, four or five months. So that's the only thing that I've jumped off for. And it would be like for that one meal. Oh, 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 I did. I'm sorry. Jamie just corrected me. <laughs> I had, I had meat once. I had Kalbi from Young's Kalbi over in Aea. Oh, and yeah. I was ex super excited about it. Cause that's my favorite Kalbi. And I ate it and I didn't, people would tell stories about like, Oh, vegans, who accident or vegetarians who accidentally eat meat get really sick. And I was like, Oh, it's just mental. This one, like I was excited to eat it. I wanted to eat it. I ate it. And within like 20 minutes, I was dying. Like I was in the bathroom. My stomach was making all kinds of noises. And I was just like, so bloated and like burping and throwing up and stuff. I was like, it was brutal. And I didn't understand why that was, but uh, a friend of mine was like, well, yeah, cause your stomach creates enzymes to digest meat but if it feels like oh i have i've never had meat for so long i guess we're not eating meat anymore so it stops creating those enzymes so when you introduce meats and 
granted, I introduced a lot of meat because I, <laughs> I ate the, the whole plate of, of combi. So it wasn't just sample. Like I ate like seven or eight of these things. Uh, it, it probably put my body in the shock of just like, oh, wait, what's all this meat? What's Starts happening? Like out all of the, I, what do we do with all this meat? So you yeah. look at it as um, being this plant-based diet has made you healthier. I look at it as made you sick. You can't eat any meat anymore. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> but you know what? The, the things that have been good for me is all the indigestion and the bloating and Some stuff have, have, have substantially decreased. And the thing that I also have, I have a ton of like medical issues, but one of them I have is uh, autoimmune disease, which I have a lot of inflammation in my joints and my back and, and all that stuff where when I have flare ups, which is often, um, it feels like, like I thought like, when did I sprain my ankle? When did my dislocate my elbow? Like is that kind of pain? Mm. I haven't had, um, very many flare ups of that. Like before it would be almost daily. Now it's like been once every several weeks, something will happen. So it's significantly helped me with that. And, um, even just my energy level is better too. So overall, you know, the, the benefits have been um, pretty noticeable for me. I'm not completely awesome and, and everything's great, but compared to what it was before, I'll, I'll take this for sure. Oh, good. I'm glad it's helping you. I'm, I guess hey, the next sushi, you just got to watch me eat sushi then. Yeah. Getting back to the crab, I taught my daughter because she, so she and I, like, my, my son is not, he's a pretty picky eater, but my daughter's, she's in the crab, you know? So when we went to Pagoda, I had to explain to her how you eat, you know? When you go to the buffet, I told her, okay, no soups, no rice, <laughs> yeah. no vegetables. We're going, you got to start, you start with crab. And we're just going to end with crab. Don't taste good anymore. Then yeah. you start moving on to the other stuff, you know? So I'm doing my part, you know, you're doing, to- you are raising your child, right? That is, you should win parent of the year award for that because no other child should ever know any other way to eat uh, at the Pagoda back buffet. Back when I was in high school, I used to paddle and we all used to hit that buffet, man. And if you came out with a plate of rice and, and miso soup or something, you're going to get smacks. <laughs> what a waste Why of money. Here, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. yeah, no, you can't. If you if there's crab anywhere around and it's all you can eat, you just eat that. I don't even. Oh, yeah. God, believe I me, bother. I think Devin eat crab. <laughs> the brother can When? Eat. When? Vegas. Oh, yeah. I, I witnessed uh, you this. Know what, you know what's even oh, more? Like, yeah. How many lobsters did you eat in one day, bro, at, at um, <laughs> Hollywood? And we went in the morning for breakfast, and then we would go to breakfast, and before we would go to breakfast, he'd eat another one, and then we'd eat breakfast, and he'd come back and eat another lobster. You can only get it in Vegas, man. You gotta just eat it while you can, you know? And the best part is that Devin has gout, <laughs> so it's... No, actually, we all I just be on standby. Are you used to, right? No, no never, I did not. Oh. I mean, oh. that's what I've never had gout. No, the rest of the boys oh. all have gout. They all have gout. They all, when they eat, they gotta take the pill. They gotta do it. I never had gout. We all suffering with gout, and he's on the in Vegas going, "Oh, lobster school. Let's go to Cajun crab and eat the whole thing, you know? like a whole dungeon is crab. It's unreal. This this guy loves crab." Well, I guess you too, Devin. Uh, you, you too, Nolan, though. But I think he would out-eat you any day of crab. <laughs> well, Nolan, uh, last question. If you were stranded on a desert island 
because this is kind of a music show. We're on a music channel, so we have to incorporate some. We have to do at least one. <laughs> yeah. well, no. It's interesting that normally this I'm is... the one who asks this question, but you know it's him, so that's good. This is okay. where the show goes off the tracks well, right here, if it hasn't already. I'm the one that, that right now they can see that, like normally we can all see the time timeline, you know, but I'm the only one who can yeah. see. Yeah. But, um, okay, if you are stranded on Desert Island, you can only take with you three albums to play with you for the entire time that you're stranded. What would be those three albums? No best of has to be like, you know, released album. Just be happy we're not asking you three of your favorite movies, dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a whole what? episode in its own. <laughs> yeah, I know. Nolan, you like watching movies? I like watching oh. movies, but the, oh, they're going to have problems with this oh, one. No. Look at, look at oh, the no. shaking heads of disapproval right here. You oh, <laughs> made that guy come to our house and watch, was it Breakfast Club? Uh. Yeah. And and sixteen candles. Sixteen candles. And uh, he absolutely hated it. Hated I didn't it. hate it. I just fell asleep. I couldn't stay awake during them. Oh, I can see that. It's different when oh, you're when you're watching it when you're sixteen versus when you're watching it. Well, how old was he when you watched it? Like, like two years like three ago. Three years ago. <laughs> <laughs> All right, no, see, John, They're not John, super fast-paced movies. No, but that's the thing, John. He has not seen any of these movies. Princess Bride, Breakfast Club, Sixteen Candles. I mean, you name them. You name any of the, like, super, everybody knows these movies, movies. He has no idea what movies these are. And it's the like, comic book character, blood, and violence. Or wrestling. No, no. Or wrestling. wrestling. He no. not a movie. That's not true. My movie timeline starts from 1990 on. That's what it is. Oh, that's interesting. But it's mostly because his mom, yeah, it's because of your mom, right? Didn't let you watch these other movies. Oh. It's, it's two part. My mom was a single mom who worked for um, our family restaurant. So she worked all the time. So she didn't have time to take me to the movies. But even if she did take me to the movies, she'd only take me to like, like, I don't know, Jesus movies or something, if there's such a thing, because she's very religious. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I didn't really have access to, to any movies until probably 1990. So my list of favorite movies, they would probably shudder, but is like Mrs. Doubtfire, Bad Boys, and Home Alone. That's okay. <laughs> those are good Eclectic movies. mix. And, and oh, Dragon, the Bruce Lee story. Those there are my go. favorite movies. <laughs> but anyway, show your album. Back to your album. music. Okay, so uh, the albums I would take, and this will also be probably something that uh, they're very excited for me to share because uh, you – you'd probably be shocked to know my, my musical tastes, I guess. So it's a very weird mix. So my first album for sure would be Tupac's All Eyes on Me. It's a kind of a cheat one because it's a double album, so I get two discs. <laughs> so I probably only play that the whole time I'm on the island. But then um, the next album would probably be Brian McKnight. Um, I'd probably go back at one that album, but I love I love all of his albums. But that one, I oh, think also I also have the Sydney Twelve on it. Yes. Okay. All right. And it has a very little known song that I think is one of the greatest songs of all time, which is with Justin Timberlake. Oh, Nobody yeah. knows it exists. Yeah. Uh, uh, My kind of girl. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. You know, I saw Brian McKnight live when he came to Hawaii, and he did that. He song. was great. Yeah. Dude. Was great. Was very good. Wait. Did you go to the the concert where he, he where he performed at Blaisdell and he proposed to his his wife? Oh, no. Mm-hmm. Okay, so so I went to all of 
the performances, like every concert he had here, like I would go to, and there's one where he proposed to his wife and it looked very staged, but I swear that lady looks super upset. Like she did not, like, I didn't even see her say yes or nod. It just, it was super awkward and uncomfortable. And uh, to this day, I want to know if they ever did get married or not. I don't know what happened. With well, she's a, she's a, she was a woman from Hawaii too, right? Was she? I don't know. She just yeah, looked very unhappy yeah. to be there. His, his wife is from Hawaii. from Hawaii. Yeah, from Hawaii. His wife is from Hawaii. And that's why he's here often. Yeah. Oh, uh, well, maybe that's why he's not here anymore because he hasn't come by in a while because maybe that didn't work out because, man, I was like, this is every woman's fantasy that, uh, like, of that age group to have Brian McKnight, Brian McKnight. sing to you bring flowers to you in front of thousands of adoring fans and profess his love to you and only you amongst all the sea of women. And she was like, get those flowers away from me. So help me God. Like that's the kind of face she looked like she had. So that was really weird. Anyways. <laughs> uh, and the third album. Uh, so you're going to think that I'm sucking up, but uh, I've told you this John before and, and I've told Jake this, but Pure Hearts' first album was like a so, uh, album that I played every morning. I woke up to every morning all throughout high school. Um, so that album always puts a smile to my face. I can't never have a good day if I don't listen to anything, especially uh, when Green Rose Hula comes on. I know it's mm -hmm. time to get up, time to go to work because that's what my alarm was. Time to go. So those are my that's three. A good that's a good approximation of his singing voice too. That's good. <laughs> All right. Well, hey man, uh, thanks so much for doing this and coming on. I know that uh, you probably do so many podcasts. You're like, oh god, to do another podcast now. You know, the other side is just another castle. But we no ways. No, this is super awesome. A huge honor. Uh, I'm super stoked with all of the the great things that your guys' show is doing. I mean, just seeing the list of uh, guests that you guys have had on. And uh, I've been watching how you guys have been promoting the podcast. And I got to admit, like, I, I'll take a few things here and I'll, I'll kind of emulate that too. So uh, to have you think that I'm worthy enough to be on your podcast is a huge honor for me. And um, I, I'm, I'm really stoked that you thought enough of me to share whatever little things that I have to talk about uh, was worth, you know, putting in front of your audience. So thank you. And Harry, uh, you got a, you got a crazy roster of shows that you've already done. So uh, those of you folks who like our podcast, go check out hanging out with Nolan Hong. And um, yeah, he's got a, a bevy of awesome guests as well. So <laughs> he actually has John and Devin on that podcast too. So you guys might want to check that out too. Yeah. I don't remember and, even what I talked about on that podcast. But. I don't me either. <laughs> I although, I'm drunk. <laughs> you know what's funny though? I do remember when I was thinking about doing a podcast, I went and listened to our podcast. And then I remember telling Dave, I'm like, why would anyone want to listen to anything that I have to say? Like, I wasn't even listening, interested in my own podcast of getting interviewed. So why, why would anyone want to listen to this? And so far, I've been 100% correct. It's <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, I have the other guys on this thing, you know, help pull the show. So. <laughs> all good. Oops. Uh, okay, all right. Thanks. All all right. Right. On Thank you. Accomplished. Thank you. Thank you. Same Let to you guys. Let's go over and let's all get together. Yes, please. And, and can we can we eat crab, please, and not plant-based food? Yeah. Crab. I'm gonna put that in there. 
I, I will tell you, uh, I've tried vegan crabless crab and it is oh. awful. So oh. I'm with you on real crab. Let's do it. Okay. All right. <laughs> yes. Take care, man. Bye, Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Jamie, say goodbye. Bye, Jamie. <laughs> Bye.